Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. You can open to 1 Kings chapter 8 and verse 59. We're reading this passage as the temple is dedicated to the Lord in 1 Kings chapter 8. And we started this a few weeks ago when we did our outside dedication on that day. But I want to read it. It says this. This is 1 Kings chapter 8. And this is Solomon as he's dedicating the temple to the Lord, God's house, God's permanent home, the first temple. And he says this in verse 59. Let these words of mine, with which I have pleaded before the Lord, to be near the Lord our God day and night. And may he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel, as each day requires. And it goes on in verse 6, he says that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God and there is no other. And in verse 61, this is our verse for today, it says this, and Solomon speaks it over. It's almost like a prophetic word over the people of Israel. He says, let your heart, therefore, be wholly true, wholly true. To the Lord our God, walking in his statutes and keeping his commandments as at this day. So we've been in a build-up to this moment for a long time. In the past few weeks, we've been in this build-up of, of, I believe, dedicating, which means to set aside, to assign purpose to God's house, God's space. But it's so much more than just a building. It's so much more than just walls and lights and flooring and doors. It's about dedicating our lives to God. It's about being committed to God. But I love this passage because it speaks about a place where God and people would connect. Where God and people would connect. It speaks about God interacting with his people. With his people, with the people of his pasture, God's people. So we've been continuing this theme of dedication. I talked about dedicated walls and dedicated lives, how it's not just about a building, although buildings are great, but buildings are just supposed to house what God is doing. It's not about the building. It's about your life. It's about the life you're living and the heart that you've got connecting with the the God who made it. And so I love that we have a building, but let's live dedicated lives. So we started there, but then I went on and I talked about dedication or a dedicated life to worship. And that our church, if you want to think about some of the pillars of our church, one of the pillars of our church is worship. It's worship. It's not singing songs. It's not music and necessarily melody. It's worship. There's no Christian karaoke here. We go into the presence of God. We say this thing, don't come to church to be entertained. Come to church to enter into the presence of God, to be part of what God is doing and and to connect with Him. We're a church that's dedicated to worship. And then last week, I talked about dedication to the generations. Dedication to the generations. And do you just notice how quiet it is in here right now? All of our kids are behind two fire-rated walls (laughs) over there with deep insulation in Jesus' name. But God loves the generations. He works through the generations, and we see that in what he did in the heart of David, King David, but then also in the next generation, in King Solomon. He was in the heart of David to build a house for the Lord, but it was Solomon that built the house. God works through the generations. He works through the generations, and he loves the generations. So we, at our church, we're dedicated to the generations. And I went a little bit further than just saying it's just about kids' ministry. 
Because churches always talk about kids' ministry, and kids' ministry is very important. But can I just say this? We believe that every single generation has an impact and has a contribution they can make. They can make a difference. No matter what your generation is, in our church, we believe you can have a contribution and you can make a difference in Jesus' name. So today, I want to boil it down to one thing. So if you're taking notes, I'd love for you to write the title of this message down and let it be known. This is the title of the very first message I've ever preached in this building. This is it. This is the title, Dedicated to Jesus. Dedicated to Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for the power of your word. God, we just thank you for what you're doing in this place, God. We just thank you, Father, that we're dedicated to you. And Lord, we just thank you, Father, for everything you've done, God. We thank you for for the whole journey up until this point, God. We pray you would bless your word today, Lord, that you would speak through your word today, Father. We, we, We thank you that your Holy Spirit is already here ministering to your people. And God, we just thank you ultimately for King Jesus, Lord, our King, our Savior, our friend. In Jesus' name, in a faith-filled church, said together, Amen. Amen. God's not calling us to live for a building. He's calling us to live for Him. Living a life that's dedicated to Jesus. This dedication that we read about in 1 Kings chapter 8, it's before the cross. And we stand on the other side of the cross, looking back at everything that Jesus has accomplished on our behalf. But what does it all boil down to? It's this thing that we can live for Jesus that Jesus should be the central focal point of our lives. Look at what it says. It says in verse 59, it says, May he, contain, may he maintain the cause of his, of his servant and the cause of his people Israel, as each day requires that all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God. And there is no other. Just speaking to us today through the cross, that there is no other. There is nothing else apart from Jesus. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the alpha. He's the omega. There is nothing else. But it goes on. He says, let your heart therefore be wholly true, walking in his statutes, keeping his commandments, showing him your love. So I want to speak today really quickly as we we celebrate this first service. I want to talk about a life that's dedicated to Jesus. A life that's dedicated to Jesus. And if I could sum our church up in one word, it's Jesus. If you came in here today wondering what we're about, wondering what this colonial church is all about and why that there's vibrancy and why there's life and why there's, uh, I believe, a, an ecosystem that, that God has set up called His church that's happening right now in our church and in our midst. If you could boil it down to what thing, what are we about? We are about Jesus. We are about King Jesus and we believe that everything hinges on Jesus. So how do we stay dedicated in that effort? How do we stay dedicated to Jesus? It's a great thing to say, but then how do we do it? Well, point number one is this. We stay dedicated to his name. Point number one today, we stay dedicated to his name. You know, there's power in the name of Jesus. You know, there's power in his actual name. And this is a bigger theological topic that I don't have time to dive into right now, but All through the Bible, it talks about the name of God. If you think about the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us how to pray. He says, hallowed be your name. He talks about the name of God and the power of that name. Why? Because it's a powerful name. And we can realize in our own lives the power that that name can hold for us personally. That as we stay dedicated to Jesus, there's power in that name. 
There's power when we use the name. There's power when we call on the name of Jesus. There's power when we lift high the name of Jesus. That's why we call it the name above every other name. It's the name of Jesus and there's power in his name. Something changes when we use the name of Jesus. Something changes. There's just something that shifts. And I believe we go from a totally natural thing to a supernatural thing. We believe, I believe that we, you, you, you move over a threshold where everything is great and we have all these words and vocabulary and English language and all this sort of stuff. But the moment you say the name of Jesus, everything changes. Everything shifts. Does anyone believe that today in church? Hopefully there's more than just me. We stay dedicated to his name. In fact, you could look at the Gospels, but it just reminds you time and time again, the power of Jesus's name. So point number one, we stay dedicated to his name. Point number two, we stay dedicated to his word. Dedicated to his word. Why? Because Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. Let me show you. John chapter one and verse one says this. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, not anything that what not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. So what do we do? We stay dedicated to his word. Jesus is the word. We stay dedicated to this thing right here. We stay dedicated to it. If you want to stay dedicated to Jesus, you want to live a life that's dedicated to Jesus, stay dedicated to this. It's the Bible. It's his word. He's all through it. It's incredible. We elevate high the word of God in our church. We stay dedicated to Jesus by elevating high the word, by staying in tune with the word of God. We remain committed to the Bible. We remain committed to his word because it's more than just a book. It's God's breath on a page and it's the love story of Jesus Christ. So what do we do? We elevate high the word of God. We stand tall on the word, always. We stand tall on the word. We look to the word for direction. We look to the word for authority. We look to the word. We don't use the word in a convenient way. And what I mean by that is we don't pick and choose. The word is the word. And we stand on the word. The word has authority in our lives. We allow the word of God to be something that we line our lives up with. Can I just encourage you, don't try to make the Word of God fit you. You fit into the Word of God, not the other way around. Stay dedicated to the Word. But I want to take this analogy just a little bit further. We actually stay dedicated to His words. See, we're dedicated to Jesus, we're dedicated to the Word, but we're actually dedicated to His words. And what do I mean when we read about His words in the Gospels? What Jesus actually said. What Jesus, what came out of Jesus' mouth that we find on the pages of our Bible, we stay dedicated to his actual words. We can draw in close and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal more of what those words actually mean. We stay dedicated to him. Let me show you a few verses about this very thing. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35, Jesus said this, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. John chapter 6 and verse 63, it's the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. I could go on. John 15, this is Jesus speaking of himself in the vine. 
himself as divine. He says in verse 3, Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. The word that I've spoken to you. It's his words. His actual words. It's the word, but it's also Jesus' words. I pray that we would be the type of church that sticks close to Jesus' words. Sticks close, like to the point where it's just like, Whenever we read a parable, whenever we hear, whenever we read the Gospels and we, even the interactions and the things that take place, the words, we stick close to the words of Jesus. John chapter 12 and verse 49 says, I have not spoken of my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment. Look at it. It says what to say and what to speak. His words, the words of Jesus we can stay dedicated to. We live in a world today that's been doing the same thing that it always does. It just looks a little bit different at times. And what is that? It's wrestling with truth. We're doing, we live in a world today that I believe is wrestling with truth. And we need to be the type of church that rises up and presents the truth. Presents the truth. Elevates the word of God and says, you want the truth? And the truth that sets you free? Right here. I want us to be the type of church we elevate the, the Word of God so high that people cannot miss it. That people can't walk in here and say, well, what do these people believe? We believe the Word of God. We're the type of church that we take this thing seriously. We take God's Word seriously. Because what's happening out there is we've got, we, we see a world that is wrestling with truth. That's trying to find answers and we believe. Even when it comes to young people and people wrestling with, with stuff that they're going through. Can I just encourage you? We are committed to being the type of church that helps people find answers in Christ. That helps people find answers in the Word of God. That, that helps them say, okay, how do I line my life up? And we say, you can line your life up with the Word of God. Line it right up alongside. Stick close to the word of God and you will do what? Stay on track. Stay on track. And finally, the last thing we do, we want to stay dedicated to Jesus. We stay dedicated to his name. We stay dedicated to his word. And finally, we stay dedicated to him. We stay dedicated to him personally. The person of Jesus. Not a museum of Jesus. The person of Jesus. The resurrected Christ. That's who we stay dedicated to. Not a museum, not some, some, um, some history lesson, although the historians have already um, declared that Jesus isn't, there's no debate about that anymore. Jesus definitely, even they say it's true, but we stay dedicated to the person of Christ. The gospel is never meant to be broadcast to a group, it was always meant to be to penetrate a single human heart. And so that's why we need to be committed and be leaders and pastors that are always focused on the person of Jesus, dedicated to Him, knowing full well that this is personal. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is not a gospel that's supposed to be sprayed over everyone and just say, you just have to accept it. Can I just encourage you? That's exactly what religion does. Religion just says, here it is. You better make sure your life lines up with it. But the gospel says, Jesus died for you and you can know Him. And by knowing Him personally, you can be set free. See, I never want us to be the type of church that just puts out a rule book. It says, live this way. Can I encourage you that when you love Jesus enough, you'll change your life. When you encounter His love and you feel it for the very first time, you can't go back. You can't go back. You can't go back to the old ways because you've discovered the new way. 
and the new way. You know, it's so cool that in first century, in the first century, Jesus and being a follower of Jesus was called the way. So when you've discovered the way, the way now lives in your heart and you can now live that way. And I just love it. I think it's so awesome. But I want our church to be the church that just keeps the gospel free and clear. Just keeps the gospel exactly where you can bring you can bring your your history, you can bring the stuff that you're going through. You don't have to get it all right before you say yes to Jesus. You don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to get the puzzle pieces all in a row and everything worked out perfectly. You can just come to Jesus as you are, who you are. And again, the world and I believe religion will try to tell you that you don't line up, but our church is committed to being the type of church that says, doesn't matter if you don't line up, just line up. Line up and meet Jesus. Let him take care of the rest. Can I get an amen? And as we love him, I believe out of the overflow of that love, we, as we dedicated our lives to him, things change. That's why it says in John 14 and verse 15, and this mirrors what King Solomon says. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You know, it's not the other way around. Keep my commandments and then hopefully you'll love me. It says, if you love me. So the love comes first, the relationship comes first, and then everything comes after that. And I would just love it if we were dedicated Jesus followers and understand that God's calling us to be Jesus followers in this church, not people that stand at a distance. And I want to finish with that thought today. Team, you can come back up. If there's one thing that we can do every single week when we come to church, we can just get a little bit closer. We can encounter Him in a new way. And sometimes for for people that have been coming to church for a long time, you might say, well, I just do the routine. I do the thing. I'm here every week. What does that mean? Well, it just means going a little bit closer. Going a little bit closer. Going a little bit deeper. You know, Matthew 26, after Jesus had been taken and was about to go to the cross, it says in verse 58, Peter was following. This is Peter, by the way. Like Peter. Look what it says. Peter was following him at a distance. He was following him at a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guards to see the end. You know, there's this amazing saying in, in uh, Judaism, especially in the first century that I loved. It's this saying that says, you can get caught up in the rabbi's dust. Has anyone ever heard that before? I love it because it talks about a closeness the people who want to learn from a, from a rabbi, from a Jewish rabbi, would get caught up in their dust. And sometimes people would say that over people and say, I pray you would get caught up in the rabbi's dust. But you know, that's exactly what we're supposed to do when we're followers of Jesus. Get so close to Jesus that we just get caught up in everything that is Jesus. Everything that He is, everything that He personifies, everything He says, every word that was spoken all of a sudden just floods over our lives. So I would just love it if we could today declare and dedicate our lives to being Jesus followers. People that have decided that I'm going to go closer today. I'm not going to go further away. I'm not going to go at a distance. I'm going to go close to Jesus. 
Anyone believe for that this morning with me? Would you stand with me? We're going to pray. Well, we hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.